Hey bitch, it's Asti and Britt. Welcome to Turned On and On Purpose. If you want to have your pussy purring and dripping in cash and looking to create your empire, then bitch, you're exactly where you need to be. It starts here. Oh my gosh. Recording our very first podcast for Turned On and On Fucking Purpose. Yes, bitch. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Talk about a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Like it was really quite quick that this came about. Did we decide this last week? I think it was the week before. (laughs) Literally, we're impulsive as fuck. And air is impulsive, but you're Capricorn. I'm Capricorn, so I hold everything together. So you can be, like, really good for my Aries ass. So it's just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. it's like Britney freaking in. Yeah. Okay, I like I'm that. super grounded. Okay. Yeah. So we're Amazing. Together. That's why we're here. Anyway, if you don't know who we are, I'm Brittany and this is Asti. Um, and we are basically badass bitches doing incredible things in the world. And we figured that we should just do a podcast to showcase even more of our magic. Mm-hmm. So we want to <laughs> share with you guys our journeys, where we started, what we've done to get here and we want to like I mean like the main intention behind our podcast and our sharing this is we don't want to share just like the airy fairy stuff or like mm-hmm. the it gets to be easy which like I love saying that but at times it is really hard and there's been times where we've really struggled and there's been obstacles along the way so we're really here just to tell you how it is sharing both the celebrations that we have mm-hmm. and the amazing things that we've achieved but also the ups and downs on the journey as well. Totally. It's like any relationship. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, if you think about it, like any relationship, if it's with a partner or it's business, it's like you're going to have mm. shit. Stop thinking it's going to be always easy, but you get to choose for it to be easy. Yeah. You don't have to choose for it to constantly be hard or whatever bullshit story it is that comes to mind. But we want to really showcase both sides and allow you to start living turned on and on purpose as well so mm-hmm. oh I just love that it just rolls off the tongue yeah <laughs> I mean shitty things are always going to happen to you but it's mm. about like not letting it take away from how turned on you are in business. yeah fuck yeah yeah you can still rise above always look to rise above constantly mm. yeah that's what and about. although we're talking about business because that's kind of what we're passionate about mm. we're also going to talk about pleasure and Pussies. orgasm and pussy <laughs> and, and magic and, yeah manifestation and yeah. magic I love it so it's a People that are in business and people that just want to live in purpose, whether that is that purpose is found within your business or outside of your business, that mm. doesn't matter. Yum. I ah. love it. So why why this podcast and why now? Like this is the thing about divine timing. It all just kind of just starts to organically happen when you just start to set an intention and you start to be surrounded by really beautiful people that really share visions and share like the same kind of fucking like magic. It just happens. It just happens. It does because it's so funny because even before I think, I don't, I can't even remember who asked who to do the podcast. We kind of yeah. We just like I've been like thinking about it for a while. Oh no! And like I voice memoed you. Remember, I was just like, so we should like collaborate. And then you're like, it's so funny that you say that because I already had it. I already had it planned out. (laughs) And then I got this download. I was just like, oh, should I just? So I just got on the phone. and I was like, voice memoing Asti. I was like, "Uh, I have this great idea. What do you think? And she's like, babe, I've already thought about this. I was like, oh, cool. So that's what that is. Yeah. I mean, like for me personally. 
like I know we both had podcasts and we've kind of said the same mm. thing. I love having conversations with people and like bouncing ideas off each other. When I had my own podcast, I always felt like I was talking myself into a dead end. Oh my God, it just becomes scale. And I mean, you can, I know some people like write it out and they read from a script, which for me always feels really stale. So I would just like mm. speak off the top of my head like we're doing now. Yeah. But I would like talk myself into a dead end and then have to pause it and then have to sit there and be like, Honestly. okay, what next? And it just, it didn't feel good. Mm. Um, so having conversation with you is obviously already we're yeah. on fire. It's already but also like collaboration in general and like, in business Mm -hmm. we don't have to make it about competition and like you versus me and who's got the best offers and I'm doing this better than you but when we come together and support each other it becomes even more magical yeah like more powerful and more easier yeah and more pleasurable and playful and delicious it's amazing so it's like it's real it's really interesting because I have very much struggled over the past year as I've really like grown in my business and in my brand and like my mission comparison I see certain people I'm like oh my god you're just talking about that with me yeah (laughs) it's just like how oh oh my god actually so how Assy and I met let's just bring it back for a moment how Assy and I met was like this time last year so July 2019 and I was following Assy for a while and then her main account got shut down and then there was like this whole like save Assy's account campaign <laughs> and I was like sharing it and it never came back it never came back but that's fine because I'm still here exactly and doing fucking incredible things but I was at Orchie Street in Bondi with a friend and I went to her I was like oh my god that's Asti that's Asti <laughs> oh my god it's Asti and then my friend was just like go say hi I was just like oh my god no I can't I cannot say hi to Asti and she goes go do it just go do it and so I did you were there with Monica yeah our friend and um <laughs> and I like walked up to Asti like hi like I really I re- like I love you basically I fangirled over her so fucking hard and then she's like, oh, I love it when this happens. And, and like, wasn't awkward at all. Like, inside, no. you're probably like, oh, my God, what am I doing? So as soon as you said hi, it was just like, yeah. Like, cool, amazing. Normal conversation. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, our friendship formed over Instagram, like, most actual modern-day friendships form. It's just like we just were supporting each other. Yeah. And then our friend Monica decided to have, like, a joint, like, um, dinner yeah but it was really interesting because the reason why I'm saying all this is because (laughs) let's come back uh is because like I would literally have put Assy on this pedestal and like here I am a year later like best friends and being able to do all this incredible stuff you're like oh bitch you're not even that cool you're not even that (laughs) fucking great it is all a lie (laughs) lies but it's just Honestly, when we start to put people on pedestals <laughs> and we compare ourselves to that person as opposed to allowing that person to really greatly impact you as well, yeah. like, or give you permission instead of like being like, oh my God, she's amazing. She's doing all of these things. That means that that's available for me too. 100%. And now we're here sitting together, making yeah. a podcast together. So I was never really up here. It was like this. Oh, it was like this. And we're growing our peaches together as well. We've been working on our asses. We're gym buddies. <laughs> we're podcast buddies. We are everything buddies. We're I, all I see Brit more than I do my boyfriend. Seriously. <laughs> it is beautiful. Basically, I'm a third wheel to their relationship. <laughs> And you're really just, I've told Aaron as well, my partner, I'm just like, so his name. <laughs> he's like, you know, you haven't told me this. I'm like, oh, I must have told Asti. <laughs> so Does that happen? Yeah. He 
you're like, what? Oh my gosh. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's that. Mm. Yummy. Let's talk about our journeys and how mm. we got here. Because I mean, there's probably a few people here that follow you and they don't know who I am and there's probably people vice versa. Yeah. So do you want to start? Okay. Well, bitch. I need some water, so I'm yeah. going to make you talk first. <sighs> Same. But anyway, so I, I've had such like a yeah journey like us all it's really interesting so I've only been like fully in business for a year and a half I guess and the way that I got here was through my journey with my body um that was my biggest thing to overcome but then I also felt so passionate about sharing it so in February as of last year 2019 I decided to create like my own um online program and apparently in the coaching world I went backwards like I started with a group program and then I like made my way back to like one-on-one stuff and now I'm like but that's the thing group. there's no rules you there is no rules yeah. it just felt good I just followed what was true to me yeah. and that that is actually really key guys you have to follow what is true to you don't let yourself like pigeonhole yourself into this like idea yeah. of what it needs to look like because I did the exact opposite I was working with a coach and she was like you need to get one-on-one clients so I was like I need 10 one-on-one clients mm. And what happened is I became so narrow-minded, my vision like went like this, where that was the only thing that I was working towards and I missed out on so much. Yeah. And then as soon as I was like, I don't care, like I don't need the clients, my success is going to show up, I don't need to know the how, I just like let go of that. And then the retreat happened, that's where I met you. Oh, yeah. And then I got asked to like fly to Queensland to speak at an event, my group coaching program started opening, so Yeah. Exactly. It just Don't focus to, on one thing. No, just stay very open-minded. It gets to be like a snowball of organic just yumminess. But mm. that's how I really got into it. But it's like I've just been on the biggest journey. I really started my own account, which, yeah, was all about body acceptance and love and all that kind of stuff. But it's so interesting because through really deeply connecting with my body, I ended up activating my own psychic abilities. Mm. I ended up activating my own fucking insane intuition like i guess <laughs> with Asti, you got your that um that vibrator oh yeah oh my god i thought you were gonna say something else no. oh my god Asti got a vibrator and you posted on your stories um about how long it took for her to come i was like yes i don't know why who shares this information i was like guess how long it took me to orgasm and you shared like on the second, I was like, what the fuck? Are you watching me? <laughs> like, yeah, I was under your bed the entire time. It was fucking hot. The whole, like, 37 seconds or whatever it was. Yes. But it was... Um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the thing. So my journey has been all about coming back home to my body and really connecting deeply to her and honouring her deeply. And... That has come with waves of like, fucking, yes, I'm amazing. And like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? But it has really allowed me to have this beautiful foundation that was starting with myself and then being able to go up from there. Yeah. I'm not looking outwards. It's just all being inwards. And then I've been able to create something that is outward of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the intention was never... The other way around. Yeah. Does it so you want to like feel good internally first and then that's your foundation to create externally. Yeah. And you use your internal embodiment of pleasure to become a magnet for all the things that you want to call in. I love how sexually you just said that. It was like <laughs> fucking perfect. That just like wrapped it all up in yeah. a beautiful way. So that's really 
a very short-winded version of my story. But how about you? So I guess like a big part of where I started was body stuff as well. Mm. Um, I was dating a guy years ago and our relationship turned very toxic um, and abusive. Mm. So there were so many layers of like self-doubt and conditioning where I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel loved. Um, I didn't feel comfortable in my body. I hated the way that my boobs looked because I was comparing myself to magazines and movies and all of that. And I didn't have that cookie cutter stereotype looking boobs that we see everywhere. Mm. Um, so that was like one hurdle for me. Um, it's so hard to like explain my story. I feel like there's so many pieces that come together. I but I mean like one of the biggest like moments that I remember in my life is when I started pole dancing. So pole dancing was my first taste of what it was like to be sexually empowered and to own that aspect of myself. I think I remember like watching pole dancers on TV when I was like a really little girl being like, I want to be like that when I'm older. So I was always kind of drawn to it and pole dancing was my first taste of that. And I got really good really fast because I came from a gymnastics background and within like a year or two of practicing, I was performing in bars in Queenstown. <sighs> Boss bitch fucking vibes. <laughs> and I mean, I don't think it was that sexy. It was more athletic than it was sexy. Mm. And I was always wearing costumes, which you have to wear a little top and bottom so you can physically Great. stick to the pole. Mm. But my boyfriend at the time would come down and watch me and he would be there to support me but it would really be to like make sure that no guys came and spoke to me it was more just to like hover around and like protect me what he thought was protecting and he would like stand in the corner with his arms crossed over just like death staring me and anyone that came near me and he was also a gymnast as well so he would like critique little things that I'd be doing wrong oh my I mean, god like I feel like I'm speaking really like badly of him right now there's no hate in this mm. scenario so I feel like I should make like that clear caveat that yeah there's no hate I've done a lot of work around this that's all healed so I can let go of that it's just the experience it's just the experience mm. um and then I remember going home like I'm pretty sure it happened within the next few days or within that week where he, I felt he like he was slut shaming me he would often slut shame me for being too flirty the way that I spoke to people was too much um the pole dancing was too much I mean I even remember being told in school that I was too slutty because when I hug people I would give them an extra squeeze oh. <laughs> that is <laughs> grasping at so straws. I mean, that's me being like, I love you. I want you in my circle. I'm going to squeeze you. But I was very, like, vibrant and flirty, which I guess I kind of still am. But for a long period of time, I lost that part of myself because of all of the conditioning that I endured. So coming back to the pole dancing thing, my ex would be there, like, death staring me, hating it because I was, quote-unquote, being too slutty. And then that same week, I remember he thought I was asleep. And I woke up. In the middle of the night and came out to see where he was and I caught him he wasn't watching porn but he was watching a girl doing like a little kind of strip tease and it was probably just YouTube or something like it wasn't even that bad but I was like first of all just like so angry because I was very insecure then mm -hmm. so I made it mean that he didn't love me mm -hmm. but then like all of this confusion where I was like he doesn't want me to be this sexual person so he's trying to take that aspect of me 
like he's trying to kill that aspect of me. But find it But then he's else. going out of his way to look for it in somebody else. So I'm like, if this is what he wants, it's obviously what he wants because he's looking for it. Hmm. But he's not allowing me to be what he wants. So I'm never going to be able to be everything for him. Be enough. And I was like, it was like, you, oh, I don't know, when you're young and like all of this stuff just gets here, it's like my head just wanted to explode. Mm. And I believed in that moment that I could either be loved mm. or I could be desired. And because of a lot of my upbringing with my family kind of conditioned me to believe that I was unloved. Like I'd left home when I was 19 from a place of feeling like I didn't belong, mm. which kind of adds to why I ended up in a toxic relationship, but already having the belief that I wasn't enough mm. and knowing that I was desirable because I mean, from the age of 10 guys would like flirt with me at school and mm. make little comments. So I had a deep knowing that I was pretty mm. and then laid on top of that. I also didn't believe that I was smart enough because I had learning difficulties in school. So if you piece that all together, like I'm not loved, mm. I'm not smart, but I'm pretty. Mm. It was so easy for me to go, okay, I belong in this. Uh, like I should be a stripper. Like that's where I belong. <laughs> that's my calling. That's me. And I mean, like it wasn't that easy. I didn't just own it straight away, but I don't know. My journey kind of led me there. <laughs> and I mean, for years, I believed that I could only be desirable. No one was going to love me as a stripper. And I was okay with that. And it was kind of, which I can see now, it was me like, rebelling in a way but me also not wanting to do the work to overcome those wounds so instead of leaning into the I'm not loved I'm not good enough and working towards that I was just like I don't need that I'm desirable I'm yeah let gonna, me like, show you I'm like... just gonna place all my worth on this one thing which I mean <laughs> is shit as well because if you if you what is it like if you if you base all of your worthiness on one, one thing, thing as soon as that's ripped from under then who are you you're nothing yeah so I was so triggered by other beautiful women because all I had was my beauty so if someone else was in a room that had that I had nothing wow yeah so I mean this like then coming into coaching I was mm. it was so hard for me to sign clients and if somebody didn't sign with me it would hurt so much because it like worked yeah. someone could say no to a lap dance and I'd be like well, that's okay matter. I know that I'm not someone would say no to coaching and I would be like oh like I'm not smart enough like it would bring up all of my wounding um so I feel like this has been a really long story now but. no I'm <laughs> loving this because it's really interesting I'm not trying to take away from your story right now no. but it's like I had the exact opposite experience yeah. with my body where yeah. it's just like I never felt desirable I never felt pretty I was never I was constantly ridiculed <clears throat> and so like <throat> I had to really like lean on this aspect where I was just like oh like I'm fun like I'm I funny I have these yeah. things but I could never be pretty or I could never be desirable yeah and I remember literally breaking down and being like I just want to be pretty yeah like I just want to be desirable and all this kind of stuff and it's just crazy how that impacted how then I show up in life. But now it's yeah. just like, actually, now I am fully owning my body yeah. and my fucking, like, beauty. Yeah. Because I'm fucking a goddess. Yes, you like, are. <laughs> yes. But that's the thing. It's just like owning those parts of you allows for wholeness. Yeah. So you owning the fact that you're fucking smart and that you have everything inside of you yeah. as much as you own that beauty. Yeah. It's that whole encompassment. Yeah. And a part of that for me is like not even owning the fact that I'm smart, but I own my insecurities. Because now like, Ooh. like I would get, like I would write Instagram things and like one of my best friends who I used to live with and I love her and this is coming from a place of love and there was no like 
no negative vibes there. But she would sometimes write to me and be like, hey, babe, I noticed that you made a mistake on your last Instagram post. And my, 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 my heart would like, like my, everything would just like, Ugh. you know that feeling? Revisit 14 year old. I would like go sweaty and like start panicking. Yeah. Um, and now I don't care. Like people write to me and they're like, oh, there's a spelling mistake here. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm like, I'm running like a six figure business. I'm just lexic as fuck. It does not matter. I just wrote a fucking book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say, I can't wait for you to get like little messages from people about like, you've spelled that word wrong. Yeah, it's I, like, well, I got two people to edit edit it for me. That's okay. the thing. Like, I'm secure with my insecurities. Two people can say that I'm I can't spell, and I can be like, oh, like what I else? literally don't care anymore. Um, but I can outsource that, so you mm. don't have to be good at everything. You can get other people to do the things that you're not good at, which I absolutely so, love. I mean, like the moral of the story moving on now is that we've claimed and owned all these parts of ourselves that we love, mm. but we've also claimed the parts of ourselves that we don't really like. Hundred percent. Yeah. And that's even like the body stuff, mm-hmm. like me being in, like my story was that I'm beautiful. I still had insecurities in my body. Yeah. So like where people get annoyed and they're like, you're skinny. You can't talk about body confidence. It's like, it's not about your physical body. No, it's it. the conditioning and the web of shit that you've been born with. It's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. That's yeah. what really pisses me off. <laughs> I love that we just already got here. <laughs> I love it. It just really pisses me off that it's just like if you are skinny, you are automatic write off for the body positivity movement. Yeah, that's not yeah. true. Yeah, like everyone has had their own embodiment issues. Like what they see in the mirror doesn't match what that's going on in their head, and it doesn't matter if you're a size six, eight, ten, or a size twenty two. Like it doesn't matter. Everyone has these freaking yeah. like thoughts, but the fact that if you're skinny or like pretty or like societally like be- beautiful that automatically discounts your yeah, ability yeah, to yeah, speak on yeah. that like I w- it was when I first started talking about body confidence and people were like you have no idea what it's like to be uncomfortable in your body I'm like what you- excuse like, me what <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that you were just like on my shoulder yeah. my entire life like, do you know my story <laughs> so that's another part of me where I've like become secure with my insecurities because I mean like if I look at myself naked, I'm still not like, oh my God, I love my boobs. They're like mm. the best thing about me. But I'm still like, I'm still hot as fuck and yeah. I own them. I love that. So if like I go naked at the beach mm. and obviously been stripping for like nine years. So I overcame that. I had to overcome it very quickly. But if someone says anything to me about my boobs, like it doesn't like trigger me and I don't get upset. I'm yeah. just like, this is who I am. My favorite thing to do in the morning is wake up. I've got this like mirror on my like chest of drawers and I sleep naked. So as soon as I wake up, I just see my body. Oh my God, that is so hot. I love it. (laughs) I see my fucking stomach because my stomach has been like the part of me that I've had to really overcome. And I see like my dimples and I see my curves. Like I literally, this morning especially, like I wake up like, I literally have, like, an hourglass figure. Like, I really saw that. And I was just, like, being able to have that and being able to come into that place, oh, it's life-changing to be able to just own that. And it's not just about – it's not just about your body. And I mean, like, it comes into, like, sex as well, which is, like, people can clearly see that. But if you hold shame in your body, it makes you play small in every area of your life. So, like, if you feel shame about the way that your body looks – 
you're probably not going to be running your business to the best of your ability. Because then you're constantly questioning yourself and you're constantly yeah. questioning if it's good enough, if it looks good, yeah. all these things. Yeah. But like honestly, like when I say that me connecting to my body completely changed my fucking life, I'm not kidding. Like it is, it has like unlocked and look at everything. You now. I know. What? <laughs> goddess material but this is the thing everyone's a fucking goddess it's just about unlocking that and allowing yourself to really sit with that it's not just like one day it's like i'm gonna love my body it's like no you have that intention yeah but it just doesn't happen overnight like that yeah it can be a slow process yeah it's okay yeah that's totally fine what else like the body part is a massive part other things that we're really passionate about is making money and like Doing it from a place of oh yes I love money make it rain <laughs> we should have like organized some guns to come out like super guns <laughs> we'll get those for the next episode yes, making money from a place of pleasure and not having to like hustle and grind and push totally to get to what you want to be do you know what's so interesting so I was talking with my accountant and I was going through my fancy. quarters it's so fancy and so bougie if you don't like the word accountant rewrite that because when you step into money. And step into abundance, accountants are needed. But anyway, I love going to see my accountant. The last time he's like, so what is your, oh, my boobs are coming out. What are you, he's like, what, what's your um, financial plan for the next two years? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing next month, but I just follow what feels good. Like, his face is I like. I just follow, like. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, and what else? I'm like, well, on my vision board, I've got like this Porsche that I want to buy. And then I start showing it to him on my screen. And he's like. All right, we'll put that in there. Too. So basically, our forecasts are based off our vision boards. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I interrupted you. No, <laughs> Can't remember. Oh yeah, right. So I was um doing my um quarters, and I was tallying like expenses to um what came in, and my last quarter, I had half the amount of expenses. Mm-hmm. But I had made the most amount of money. Right? This just reminded me of something. So for this year, I've done half. Okay, maybe not even half. Maybe like quarter the amount of sales calls and like five times more sales. Yeah. It was before I was doing like 10 sales calls to like two sales. So like it's, yeah. It's, it's so but that, easy. It's so easy. <laughs> Life gets to be this easy. <laughs> No, but seriously, it, it's like you get to this point where it's like, oh, my God, you don't have to work so hard. And just seeing those transactions and that it was just like, where are the rest of them? I got scared to actually look at, like, the full total down the bottom. I'm like, oh, my God, maybe I had a really bad quarter. Yeah. And then I, I scrolled down. I'm like, I doubled my quarter. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> In, in half the amount of transactions. Yeah. So it's just about... And you know, sometimes you don't know because you're not, like, focusing on the how and going no. into it and, like... Just focusing on what yeah. feels good. You're just, in, like, knowing that at the end of the day, you're going to reach your goal. Because yeah. I am dripping in cash. That's <laughs> literally it. It's just like, wait. <laughs> Money, honey. <laughs> but that's our life. And that's what we're going to teach you guys. Like, that's what it's about. Yeah. Like, Living a life turned on and on yeah. purpose and dripping in cash and having yeah. your pussy purring. Yeah. And you get to have all the things. I mean, like, one thing that I, I mean, with stripping, I believed that I could either be a stripper or be in love. Mm-hmm. And I overcame that, met a guy who obsessed, obsessed what, what word was I going to say, who accepts oh. me as a stripper. <laughs> so I've got, I have all of that. And mm-hmm. then the next little thing I feel like I had to come over was everyone telling me that 
either you can be a successful businesswoman or you can have an amazing relationship. Mm. Like even like a lot of the people that I looked up to were single and like focusing purely on work and like I know a lot of people like purposely don't have a relationship because they want to focus on Yeah, they want to build their empire. But you can have both. You can totally. have romance and adventure and yes. love and your dream partner and your dream business. Totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's like last year for me in relationship and business was like the biggest like lesson ever. But it's about letting your partner as well almost recalibrate their energy towards you and your business as well. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but do you know what I mean? Like in the beginning, it might be different. Like growing together. Yeah, you're growing together and it's not just going to happen in a matter of months. Yeah. It can take a year. Like I literally said to my partner, Aaron, I was like, I feel like we just like really stepped into a whole new level of our relationship because we finally really meet each other. But I think it's really unfair when – in this world of personal development and like creating your empire that if your partner isn't like fully supportive or it just doesn't, it's not easy or whatever that you have to let it go. Yeah. I think that's a load of shit. I know. Like the, I mean, me and Stevie had like a little thing like a few months ago where, I mean, we don't really fight that often. We have disagreements. Mm. We've got to a point now where we can talk about it. So relationships, not always perfect. We kind of got to this point where, we thought we might go our separate ways. And it was interesting to see people like you who are in a relationship be like, okay, like, what's coming up for him? Like, how you, how could you potentially move through this? Yeah. Like, what are you learning together through this? As opposed this? to single. As my, some of my single friends mm. being like, oh, well, he doesn't get it. On to the next. Him. It's like, if, if you yeah. have this idea that it's going to be easy the whole time, it's, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And having this idea of, like, I don't know. I know lots of people want to meet someone who's already, like, professional and then have you, like, get professional and then come together. But sometimes it really is about starting at the ground and up. And then it's kind of more beautiful to be with someone that's, like, shared all of that with you and supported you through everything. Yeah, definitely. It's just, like, focus on the growth, not about the outcome. Yeah. I think that's really important because as soon as you start, like, really honing in on the result or the outcome, then – you feel disappointed and you don't allow the growth. And the growth is actually the most beautiful part because that's really where both business, relationship, lifestyle, everything starts to flourish as opposed totally. to you just step in and that's just what it is. It's like, I'm a boss bitch, so this is what's happening. It's yeah. just like, but you don't fully feel satisfied in that because yeah. there has to be challenges and there has to be this part where it's like, I worked to get here. Yeah. Even though, yeah. like, yeah, it's been pleasurable and it's been fun, but there's been these moments of, fuck me. Yeah. I mean, the same with business and a relationship. Anytime something gets difficult, you could be like, this is too much, like, I'm not here for this, and then move on. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of always going to stay at the same level, coming across the same sort of obstacles mm-hmm. and the same triggers. Just Whereas repeat, I feel like if you're repeating the pattern. Mm-hmm. Whereas I find in my business and in my relationship, every time we get to this point where it's like make or break or I feel like I'm going to have this massive meltdown, the next phase is so much like more beautiful and easy. Because it's almost like everything comes to the surface and you're just like, 
And then you like get rid of that and you just have this fresh And then it's just like, that. oh, I just like get to like dive into the ocean yeah. of just clear yeah. crystal waters. Like all of this shit's gone. Yeah. Now I'm just like bathing and organic yeah. energy. Like, but yeah. it, it, you have to feel the pain yes. to cultivate pleasure. Totally. Yeah. And it's like with every level there is a new devil. So don't feel like Ooh. the journey. I know. A sexy devil, not like a demonic one, but like, <laughs> I want to get to the next level now. But it's true. You will always find that there is pain before you reach that next up level. And there's always going to be resistance. There's always going to be everything. Yeah. But if you choose to continue to grow through it, then you get to reap the rewards. It's not just going to be like, I'm choosing to go from A to Z straight away. It's like, no, you go A, B, C, D. Maybe element OP, but like there's always yeah. you always and then maybe back those... to B and then up like hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god! Even just now, like I'm uh, revisiting B with my money mindset. Like yeah. we still have these moments where it's like, are people gonna want to work with me? Yeah. Like, are people gonna want to like? Are they seeing my value? You'll always be revisiting old wounds, but it's your opportunity to really rise above, constantly yeah. growing through it. Yeah. I love that. Mm. I love that. So we're going to share all the pieces of our story as we move forward and maybe we'll go back and revisit certain things. Yes. But we're going to be sharing the pleasure, the pain, the ups, the downs, and the everything just, in between. Just all of the magic. The tears, the pussy juice. Totally. <laughs> the, the, the blood. Sometimes. Face masks. <laughs> With the devil. Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. Yes. Is okay. there anything else I'm going to share? That feels bougie. That feels good. That this feels, feels good. alive. I mean, I feel like sharing, mm. since this is our first episode, if there is anything that anyone wants to hear specifically from mm. us about anything, personal business, sex, love, relationships, being turned on and on purpose, yeah, then let us know and we will do that for you. Totally. <laughs> Enjoy the Facebook group. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Until next time. Bye, bitch. Mwah. Mwah. That's a wrap, bitch tits. If you want to be in on the juicy conversations, then be sure to join our Facebook group. Turned on and on purpose. Until, Until next, next week. week.